0: Welcome to Empowered Radio. I am your host, Emma Montgomery, an online nutrition and fitness coach and creator of Shred Within. Each week, we'll talk all things nutrition, training, and mindset. You'll be able to take my tips and strategies and apply what you learn to see results with both your body and your mind. So without further ado, let's jump into the episode. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Before we get into today's episode, just a quick reminder that the March Shred With M is still open for enrollment. We start on Monday, March 6th. I will put the link to join with the um, all the details in the description for you guys. So still plenty of time to join us. Um, this one's the one that you get access to me, the exclusive recipes with Danielle and the overall grand prize winner, a thousand bucks. So again, everything is linked in the description. But today we are going to talk about body recomposition and what I would say are the most important um, factors when we're talking about changing your body comp. So when we first, let's just start with um, square one body recomp. What is it? That is when you are losing fat and gaining muscle. So that's literally changing the way your body um, looks in terms of what I will say is, yes, fat loss and muscle gain. It might mean that you weigh the exact same, but you look totally different because muscle will occupy less space on your body um, than fat does. So. You'll be smaller in terms of measurements. You'll appear smaller. You'll look more tone, um, tighter, all of those good things. And you may also lose weight, but some people might weigh the same and look totally different. So when you're changing your body um, composition, that's when you are losing fat and gaining muscle. So these things that I have listed on here They are not in order of importance um, in terms of like which one's the most important, but they are all necessary when we're talking about changing your body composition. So the first one I have on here is eating enough. Um, This one is hugely important because especially for women, we tend to try to be in a calorie deficit all the time. Um, I know it's no secret that I spend the majority of my year at maintenance. You can build muscle at maintenance. You can also build in a surplus. Um, If you're someone who doesn't mind a little fat gain, then a surplus will get you where you want to go quicker. Um, But again, you have to understand that building muscle does take time. So it's not something that's going to happen in three months. Um, You're looking at like, I mean, this is like playing the long game, you guys. So six months to a year or longer. Um, especially depending on where you're starting from. Now, if you are someone that is new to weight training and you hear people talk about newbie gains, those are a real thing. Um, So what happens when someone who is new to training or even someone who has followed a poorly designed program before, so they um, maybe weren't weight training at all, maybe they were just doing like cardio-based classes Or maybe they were doing some weight training, but not following a program that was designed around progressive overload. Um, So they might fall in this category, too. But what happens is they've had... It's so much like new stimulus. The stimulus is so great when they do start training with purpose that they are able to build muscle in a deficit. So that is a thing. But now for people who have been training for a little while, who are more um, moderate in terms of like their training, you know, even advanced lifters, um, you obviously will need maintenance or a surplus and it will take longer to add muscle to a body that already has some mature muscle mass on it. Um, but that's besides the point. So eating enough. <laughs> the, for the general population, unless like I said, you're a newbie, um, you are going to need to be eating at maintenance calories or in a moderate surplus because obviously um, you have to feed muscle tissue in terms of, you know, you need to eat enough to um, build muscle mass. You can't build more tissue while you're in a deficit. The other thing is, is if you're not eating enough calories, it's going to be very hard to fuel your body and um, recover from weight training In general. So, if you're not eating enough, your recovery is going to be poor. Your energy is going to be poor. You're likely not going to be pushing yourself as hard. So, again, the risk or um, likelihood that you're going to be building muscle in a deficit for someone who is not a newbie is going to be slim to none. So, eating enough is going to be one of the like check the box, like, first thing that's obviously. Again, I said these are not in order of importance, but they're all equally important. But that one, making sure that you're eating enough, that's like starting at square one. And the other thing that kind of falls into that area, I would say, is meal timing. And while I will say when you are working on fat loss, and I know I talk about this a lot, like meal timing doesn't matter if you eat at you know, super late at night or if you fast in the morning and don't eat breakfast or whatever, it's all about the calories throughout the day. This is true. However, the caveat here is if you are someone who is working on building muscle and you are not eating before or after your workouts um, or your nutrition is lacking in those times, that could also compromise your recovery and also the fueling yourself before your workout. So looking at that could be a piece that you could tweak that would help in terms of really helping fuel yourself for your workout, but then also the recovery piece after. So yes, again, calories are most important when we're talking about losing weight. It's not necessarily the timing, but when we're talking about building muscle, That could be something that is a a big piece for a lot of people that's missing. Um, The next one I've got on the list is adequate protein intake. So obviously we know that protein is um, one of the most important pieces in your nutrition when we're talking about building muscle. It's what helps build and sustain muscle mass. So knowing that you need to get adequate protein in um, is going to be the most important thing in the nutritional piece with like the calorie part. So you don't have to get crazy with tracking fats and carbs, um, making sure that protein, I would say is at 0.8 to one gram per pound of body weight. If you are someone who is obese or has a significant amount of weight to lose, you can base that on ideal body mass, like lean body mass or um, even your goal body weight um, is a good starting point. Again, you can tweak this as you lose fat um, and you can readjust those goals. But that just gets you a good starting point um, in terms of getting that adequate protein in so that you are um, feeding the muscle tissue and helping sustain the muscle tissue as well. Um, the third one that I have on here is progressive overload. So we know we want to follow a plan that is designed around progressive overload. Um, so that one, we know that we are forcing the body to, okay. So when we're talking about progressive overload, this is essentially just saying it in like the most simplest terms, um, You're trying to beat basically what you did last week. You're always wanting to try to progress. Now, does that mean you're going to progress every single week, that you're going to lift heavier weight every single week, that you're going to be able to do more reps, um, you know, either one or the other? No, it, it doesn't. Sometimes progressing in your lift might mean that you were able to lift more weight on your squats, but then by the time you got to leg extensions at the end of your workout, Maybe the previous week you were only able to do, you know, eight reps. This week you were able to do a couple of sets with nine reps. And it's not that you increased your weight, but because you increased your weight in your squats and your legs are more gassed by the time you got to the leg extensions, the fact that you were able to do either the same amount of reps or more. That's still progress. So I think a lot of people get super confused and they get too granular and way too in the weeds on that one. And they're like, I've got to make sure that every week I'm lifting more weights or I'm um, doing more reps or, you know, it doesn't have to be that complicated. Do not overthink it. Just make sure that you're following a plan that allows the workouts to stay the same for a minimum of four weeks. That way you can track your progress week over week and you want to try to get better, whether it is increasing your weight, um, increasing the reps. Maybe it's that your form is better. Maybe it's that you're able to add some pauses or just tempo work to the you know, squats, for example. Maybe your depth increased. Just little things like that. So, again, don't overthink it. It's essentially just getting better week over week. Um, but the biggest thing here is following a plan that is allows for progressive overload. So, if you're trying to change your workouts every single week or you're doing cardio-based classes, then you're already missing the mark. Um, so, following a program that is designed around progressive overload so that you can track your progressions week over week. Um, The next one I have on here is recovery. This one is one that I think people often overlook because it's just easy to overlook because you're not talking about the blaring or glaring ones like progressive overload in your actual training stimulus or the amount of calories that you're eating. Um, But when we're talking about ample recovery time as far as like your rest time, but then also your rest days. This is hugely important because if you're one, I have people ask this all the time, especially in the shred program. And a lot of these people are newer to weight training or like a progressive overload plan. And they'll say, well, what if I don't need the full minute to rest? If you do not need the full minute or two minute, depending on what it is, that full rest period you're likely not lifting as heavy as you could or pushing yourself as hard as you could. So think about that. If you could do 10 reps of whatever exercise it is and you needed 10 seconds to do another 10 reps, there's no way you're lifting as heavy as you could. So really challenge yourself. Use the full rest time so that you know that you're pushing yourself as hard as you can. And then when we're talking about actual rest days, you don't need to train seven days a week, you uh, you guys, like four to five days, even three to five days is plenty, plenty enough to build muscle, plenty enough to sustain muscle. So make sure that you're getting actual rest days. Does that mean on your rest day that you just lay on the couch and you don't move? No, like on my rest days, I still focus on getting steps in. I still you know work on my step goal and I'd um, have like planned movement because walking I enjoy it makes me feel good, it helps with digestion, it helps clear my head, it helps with anxiety, stress, depression, a million different things. Um, so yes, on my rest days, I still focus on my step goal and I still move my body in some way, but I do not weight train seven days a week. I weight train five days a week. Some weeks it's only four days, and no, I say only, some weeks it's four days. Um, but The point is, if you are not taking ample rest days or rest times between sets, you're not allowing your body to recover. Recovery is um, that recovery time is when muscle grows. So when you're in the gym and you're actually lifting, you're putting the tiny tears in your muscle, those days that you take off that you're resting and recovering that's when your muscle repairs and grows back. And when it grows back, it becomes larger. So the rest time is hugely important because um, that will dictate your muscle growing in general. So if you're just constantly running yourself in the ground, um, you are doing more harm than good, I promise. The last one I have on here is Stress management, Um, this is definitely one that I think that people overlook, again, because it's not one of the, like, large nuts and bolts, again, um, when we're talking about just the actual training plan itself or the calories, like the food. But when we're talking about stress, stress will literally dictate – it just plays a huge role in things like, one, your mood – sleep your recovery the biggest I would say will be with satiety and hunger so when we are super stressed out super emotional depressed any of those um, that will play into our hunger it just does and there are certain hormones that are released and all of the things and not to get into the weeds and all sciency but Stress management is huge for, uh, it just plays such a big role in the hunger piece. So the overeating can become an issue. Some people undereat when they're stressed. Um, I'm not that person. I don't think I ever, <laughs> I don't think I ever undereat. Um, but there are people that undereat when they're stressed. And of course, undereating will lead to poor um, gym performance Um, also it, like I said, it can mess with sleep, which will again, like it's this cycle. So you either under or overeat, it's going to mess with gym performance. It's going to mess with your sleep. So all of these things like create this cycle where it just will negatively affect your performance, your energy, again, all of the things. Um, so there's so much that goes into that, but I'm going to run through those just really quickly again. So we said eating enough um, and then also lumping in like meal timing with that one uh, pre and post workout, making sure that you are fueling yourself, but also eating to recover. We talked about adequate protein. We talked about a plan designed with progressive overload in mind. We talked about recovery and rest times. And then we talked about stress management. So I would say those are the five main things when we're talking about Losing fat and building muscle. Those are the five things that you really want to focus on. Um, So, as always, you guys, I try to keep these short and sweet. But, quick reminder again, Shred is still open. We start on March 6th. I would love to see you guys in there. I will actually be starting my cut mid to end of March. So, I'll be cutting with you guys along the way a little bit. Um, So, I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Of course, I always love when you guys share the episodes with a friend, but thank you guys for tuning in and I will talk to y'all next Friday. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Empowered Radio. If you enjoyed the episode or found a value in it, could you do me two quick favors? One, take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tag me in it so I can say thanks. And two, could you subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star rating and review in iTunes? It would mean the world to me. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll see you in the next episode.